Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We've got a great guest. But first, let's say a quick thank you to our sponsor. One of the most valuable skills is learning how to sell. And I don't mean sales in the context of manipulation or any of those sleazy sales techniques. I'm talking about the old-fashioned art of bringing value to customers. I'd like you to attend How to Win Funds and Influence People. This is hosted by Russell Gray from the Real Estate Guys Radio Show. Coming up on June 28th and 29th in Dallas, Texas, this is a must-attend event. If you've not attended before, you definitely want to make it there. For more information, go to realestateguysradio.com slash events. That's realestateguysradio.com slash events. We're back. We've got a great guest this weekend. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. George was a senior executive, senior vice president in the Trump Organization for many, many years, and his wisdom is unparalleled, unlike anybody I've ever met. And he's an expert in negotiation. Today, we're talking about what is truly a textbook case in negotiation. That's that's the negotiation that's going on between the United States and China. George, welcome to the show. Good evening. How are you, Victor? I'm well yourself. Very good, thanks. How was your holiday? Oh, it was really good. That's uh, it's good to get away for a while, but it's great to come back to the United States. I'll tell you that. Different culture. Yeah, different cultures, different times. But uh, it's good to get away. But you know, it's it's fine to come back and see what's what's going on in the, in the United States and around the world. It was good. We're just uh, thrilled to have you with us. Uh, welcome again, George. Good. Thank you. Good to be with you. So this week, George, the administration instituted a ban on U.S. technology being sold to China's Huawei Corporation. The government is arguing that Huawei is too close to the Chinese government, and I can personally see that. I've actually visited Huawei's headquarters in Shenzhen and in Beijing and seen how they operate. It's, it's a fascinating, fascinating culture that we don't have time to get into today. But they currently are relying on about $11 billion worth of product sourced from the U.S.'s components in their systems. And and that's what feeds their $107 billion in revenue on an annual basis. So if this ban sticks, the U.S. government has effectively shut down Huawei. Now, it's a, it's a pawn in the larger trade dispute that's going on between the two countries. So it's not just about balance of trade. It's starting to take on elements of national security and intellectual property and so on. What are your thoughts? So how do you, how does it fit into uh, you? And other than that, it's a nice intellectual conversation. It's fascinating from a, from a negotiation perspective. In this particular instance, he's, li- he's literally pushing the other side right to the edge of the cliff. Good, good. There's nothing so, wrong with that. He's got the leverage. And the other side at that point, they'll either back down or they'll lose. The numbers are in his favor. So why not? Why do you need them? Interesting. No, on the whole, the whole concept or everything that's going on now with what we call, you call a trade war. That's what the, basically the uh, media seems to call it, or what is it? It's a trade war. This is not a trade war. This is correcting an imbalance in trade practice. And when you have a when when you have an imbalance, you go to correct it. So the way you correct it, if if you put more tariffs on the Chinese goods on on the Chinese buying American goods than the Americans buying Chinese goods, the Chinese are going to give in. Whoever at that point is going to end up on the short end of the stick. So it's uh, you got the all leverage. So it's a negotiation on each individual item. So it's this is this is going to work out. This is there's no doubt in my mind because he's absolutely right at that point. China has. The, up to the, the, the balance of trade is in favor of China, and it shouldn't be. 
you can't get United States goods into China, but you get Chinese goods into the United States and bought them. So why aren't they? Why aren't they? They are uh, subject to a tariff and subject to the cost of doing business in the United States for Chinese companies is great is is higher than it is now. Ultimately, the price will be paid by the whoever picks whoever has the goods. Either he passes the price off to the consumer, or at that point just doesn't buy the goods. But that's normal trade. What do you do at that point if you if you you're buying a product from a, a supplier and the supplier raises the price and you need to supply? Either you pay the price or you figure out another way to get the product or stop the business. It's normal normal trade. It's just on a, on an immense scale and been going on for years. And you're also dealing with two different cultures, of course, which makes a big difference. The problem, one of the problems you have here is the Chinese at this point don't want to lose face, lose face. Which is a very important part of that negotiating culture, for sure. It's a very important part of that negotiating uh, culture. But in in, in figuring out at this point, Trump is absolutely on the right track. Absolutely on the right track. And it will work out. It's just a question of time. Chinese are going to have to come back and figure out some way to make it easy and and try to save some face. And he'll go along. So the negotiators say it's not so tough. But the end result is is that that, uh, Trump is going to win. Have to. Numbers are on there on the on our side. Does the amount of U.S. Treasuries that China holds is that a, a card that they? What could are they going to do? What are they going to do? Foreclose? Maybe not not purchase them again. So what? To get somebody else to purchase them. In other words, isn't there a message there? They hold all these treasuries. Do they think the government that the United States has got a bad economy? If they did, why would they buy the paper? And that's not a problem. I mean, they can't foreclose. They can't, can't do it. They hold. <laughs> They're not doing it. They got notes or bonds. They can be replaced, maybe not by Chinese. But meanwhile, it's a good investment for somebody, especially now with the economy booming. Any paper that the United States is issuing is fine. It looks good. But we can't solve the world's problems. But this is a intellectual. This is a great. This is a fine discussion. But let's get down to the facts that more important for the people. Well, folks, there you have it. George's perspective on the current state of the negotiations between the U.S. and China. While I love and respect George's perspective and his opinion, I don't agree with him entirely. I believe that China has another arrow in their quiver, and that's the number of U.S. treasuries that they hold. If China decides to substantially reduce their holdings of U.S. treasuries, those treasuries need to be purchased by somebody else. And if those buyers don't materialize in a short time period, the only option the U.S. government will have be to raise interest rates in order to make those treasuries look more attractive. A significant increase in interest rates could be very damaging to the U.S. economy. U.S. economy is still rather fragile. I know in my conversations with general contractors, with subcontractors, the tariff and trade situation is one that's foremost on their minds as they are placing bids on new projects. Counterbalancing the increased tariffs on goods coming from China, the administration has reduced tariffs on steel and aluminum coming from Canada and Mexico. For you and I as real estate investors, one of the skills that we need to become extraordinarily good at is the skill of negotiation. And what's happening, what's playing out in front of us in the news is a textbook case of negotiation, something we can learn a tremendous amount from. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.